The award-winning California Sportsman is your source for the most current and accurate information on fishing California's lakes, streams, rivers, bays, and ocean. And we'll bring you the latest in hunting and outdoor opportunities, too. California Sportsman with Seb Hendrickson is brought to you by Fisherman's Warehouse Megastores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. And is sponsored in part by Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon, your heavy-gauge aluminum boat headquarters. Lawrence Electronics, and the California Department of Boating and Waterways. And now, to bring you the best in the outdoors, here's the host of California Sportsman, Seth Hendrickson. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to California Sportsman. It's Saturday, June 4th. Enjoy the cool, because you're going to cook later on this week. We've got a show full for you with great action going all over Northern California. We're going to kick it off with heading to the California Dawn in just a minute with Captain James Smith, where halibut fishing's got to be great. Then we're going to climb on board with J.D. Ritchie. That's right. He's going to be fishing Lake Tahoe today. He'll tell you all about the great action up there and the weather he's encountering. A little chillier up in that neck of the woods. And Captain Justin Leonard from Outcast Guide Service hooks up with us. He's Delta Striper fishing today, but he's been hitting Bullard's Bar. He's going to share both information sources for you. Tim Knoxon will be live on the water at Eagle Lake. They just finished their opening week up there. Some good, big, healthy fish being caught. The biggest I've heard about was the 314 Call it a four-pounder because I always lied a couple ounces anyway. And, of course, we've got our great once-a-month guest live in the studio, Alan Fong with Alan Fong Outdoors on YouTube joins us live. He's got some great tips and trips to share with you. And Mike Ogney's got the results of the big dinner last night. That's right, the Golden State Salmon Association had their annual fundraising dinner. He'll hook up with us and talk about uh, the great salmon opportunities that are out there. But salmon fishing is closed for three weeks right now. It's a deal they made early in the year, and it'll pick up again on the 23rd. He'll tell you all about it. Gary Irk is fishing Kokanee up at uh, Union Valley Reservoir this morning. We'll check in live with him. And Jap- Captain James Nets will be on Stampede. And I know Mr. Fong's got a few things he wants to share about that later on in today's show. Steve Carson, Senior Tuna, hooks up with us. He says there's lots to talk about. And Captain Jay Lopes will be chasing San Francisco Bay halibut. Dave Hurley hooks up with us along with Mike Ogney and Kent and I in a special water, 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 or lack thereof segment near the end of the show. You're going to want to hear it. But let's not waste any time. Let's go live right now. That's right. We're going there. We're catching some butt today with Captain James Smith aboard the California Dawn this morning. Good morning, Captain. Hey. Like my little music jingle there for you, partner? I love the intro. I love the intro. It kind of got me hyped up this morning. Well, don't be dancing around. God, I saw that picture of the big, beautiful California Dawn. You should be embarrassed you have such a nice boat. (laughs) I'll tell you what, everybody that comes over, they're pretty impressed, and you know, for what we spent and, but to get here and everything, it's been a, it's been a long while, right? Could be happier. And, and so are the clients. They are just ecstatic about the new boat and they just feel like they're, they just feel like they're treated really well over here, so I'm I'm happy to have them on board. Hey, yeah. dude, did you have problems with the boat this week? Because I saw you had your dinghy out. I had my my what? Well, it looked like you had your dinghy out next to your boat, or was that just Jay Lopes? Oh, uh, that was just Jay Lopes. Oh, okay. He's always a little dingy. So <laughs> yeah. oh, Jay was out. Yeah, and I got Lopes on in the second hour. Oh, perfect. <laughs> he gets a little big boat envy once in a while, so just go easy on the guy. All right, we won't give you too hard a time. I noticed he was snuggled up pretty close to the Caldon too the other day. 
Yeah, well, I think you'd come by for some burgers or something. I don't know. The I'm guy's sure. a, a good a good customer of the galley. He's been one of my favorites. He comes by and puts his little order in on the order card and texts it over me, and, and a plastic bag comes over with food, and then the Venmo goes back to the boat. It's pretty cool. I like it. <laughs> that's a pretty good deal. As long as you got the Venmo going, he's not a dependent. That's not so bad. Yeah, maybe you can get DoorDash or something. It'll work, it'll work out real well out there. Well, James, tell our listeners what's going on with those big butts out there. If I see another deck on your boat covered with them, I'm going to have to jump on board real soon. Well, I tell you what, consistency's been here all year, uh, starting in the springtime. Early May, you know, we're going to have a special season, just seeing the sheer numbers and getting that three-fish limit trolling, which is really difficult. And then, you know, on a boatload, you know, a larger boat with a lot of passengers seeing that limit. And, you know, it's been a common occurrence here um, just about every day. I know yesterday we had a little over two fish a rod for an office group, but it's been like the two spots of limits here uh, for the past couple of weeks and and you know and then going back before that it's been like that so it's been really really steady now uh everybody knows that salmon's closed today please don't go out of the ocean salmon fishing they will pick you up they will know <laughs> if you're out salmon so they're these little butts are going to get well ex- excuse the term they're going to get pounded today there's a lot of boats here and and i mean it's there was a line getting to my boat this morning just caused by all the skiffs so you know, if you're on your own boat, try and spread out. Try not to huddle up too close to the party boats. Um, it's a big area of fish. There's not any need to really, you know, focus on one, you know, one group of boats. You know, you, you could pretty much just set up a drift just about anywhere right now and catch a halibut in the bay. And those are the kind of numbers we've been dealing with all season. Well, James, live bait obviously made a big difference in the results out there. Did it make any difference in size of fish, too? It did, and it opens up a lot of waters with those bigger fish like to hang out outside of 30 feet. You know, we were fishing Alcatraz on the last set of small tides out in 60 to 70 feet of water. I would never dream of trying to troll that deep and get people to hit the bottom, and especially a boatload of guys. Geez, what a nightmare that'd be. But having the live bait opens up a lot of windows, opens up a lot of areas. And we're also seeing the striped bass now. Uh, they're starting to slowly trickle down the system. We even got one on the boat here at the dock this morning, so that's a good sign that the numbers are nearby. I know they've been up a little higher in the system and up in the delta, uh, just because it's just the water's really salty. We don't have the purge of the fresh water this year. So that anchovy's gone way up, even above the Cartinas Bridge. I got friends up there catching halibut consistently every day. And inside the Napa River kitchen halibut of all places. So that just shows you how salty our water is. Those fish coming out of the Delta are seeing those anchovies and smelt and all that life way up above. So I don't know what kind of run we're going to see, but we know we're at least getting the tail end of them because we've been seeing the the bass counts go up daily. And like you said, we got one of the slip already this morning. So it was pretty, uh, pretty exciting morning for us here. Well, this is the time of year, all those returning fish from spawning up in the river hit the Delta and they hit the Bay. And then a lot of them just scoot right outside and go up and down the coast feeding on anchovies along there. I remember fishing the beaches out there with Art Roby years and years ago. You know what that's like backing into the beach? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I did many years with, with my father there. It was, uh, our date was always, June 15th for the Stripers. That was his first beach trip of the year. And, uh, it was always, it was always good. You know, sometimes it was hit and miss on, on, on a year where 
you didn't get a lot of water, you got too much water. It just seemed like you get the right right conditions, and they were there every year. June 15th, we'd go down there, and we'd have limits, and, and it was uh, pretty amazing. Unfortunately, nobody goes down there uh, anymore. It's a different time of uh, different time and era. Uh, my <laughs> father had a lot of lawsuits. I couldn't imagine going down there now. You know, people were like too crazy. Like I just, I would not <laughs> do it with my boat. Too pretty. Well, so, I, I can imagine insurance companies are probably a little against it too. Yeah, I mean, they would frown on those activities. <laughs> I would think. I mean, you're you're definitely putting your boat in harm's way. So. You'll catch me in there anytime soon unless the water's really cold. But, well, you know, um, flat. Hey, I guarantee you and your dad both knew that you could catch certain big king salmon in that same area, too. Oh, yeah. You, oh, we you had cast days. In of, there. You, you got days you got salmon on. You don't know if you got a salmon or a striper, but you know it's big. Yeah, there were some good times there. And, and you know, It'd be funny you'd be in one position like, okay, fish the back of the boat for bass, fish the middle of the boat for halibut, fish the bow for salmon. And it would work just like that. You go to the middle of the boat, you get a halibut. You go to the bow of the boat, you get a salmon. You go to the back of the boat, you get a striper. Now you can't do that. You'd have to have too many different hooks and regulations. Oh, God, no. You you couldn't even drive to the spot because you'd have circle hooks on board or whatever. Exactly right. Forget about it. Yeah. James, folks got to get out. We've got some great weather coming up. The bay is going to be calming down for a couple of weeks. It's going to be a little busier than normal out there with the salmon season closed and those guys fishing in the bay, but they will scoot all out around the 23rd when it reopens. But uh, give them all the info they need to get hooked up and get on board and have a great time out there getting into the halibut action. One of the best tasting fish in the bay. Sure. The number here, 510-417-5557. Reach us on the web at CaliforniaDawn.com. Also on Facebook and Instagram. Come check out daily fish scores and reports. We uh, we pretty much put it all down there, good, bad, or you know, great or ugly or whatever. The score's up every day. could kind of gauge your... Uh, your bookings around that if you like or your own personal boat you know i don't mind everybody's welcome to the site but uh that's how you get a hold of us here book a trip what time are you going to drop lines today uh hopefully it just depends on how long this bait line is um i try to get out early but we're gonna we're shooting for 7 30 this morning so hopefully we'll be in the water at 7 30 well if you get some hookups there when you drop them down give us a shout back so we can get an update out to all the listeners Hey, you got it. Captain James Smith on the California Dawn 1 and 2, chasing butts in San Francisco Bay. He's been doing that for years. James, thanks for (laughs) hooking up with us. We'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks, guys. Have a great show. All right, let's take a quick break right now. When we come back, we'll check and see if we're still on the air. Planning a fishing getaway, a private charter, a tour of San Francisco Bay, or Northern California's coast? The California Dawn Sport Fishing Boat is the answer. Second-generation charter boat operator Captain James Smith will get you in the fish or take you out for a day to remember. With over 20 years' experience fishing the bay and coastal waters, the professional crew of the California Dawn will put you in the action for halibut and stripers, shark and sturgeon, rock and lingcod, and, of course, crab combo trips, where anglers get their share of rod and reel action, then check the pots for crab to add to their catch. Specializing in live bait potluck fishing trips, the California Dawn is a fast 50-foot 5 
fiberglass boat powered by twin diesel engines with the latest in marine electronics. Sonar, heated cabin, fully electric galley for hot meals, and restroom facilities. They all make the California Dawn one of the most comfortable fishing charters available. The availability of fishing licenses, bait and tackle on board make fishing easy and enjoyable. To find out more about the ultimate fishing experience on board the California Dawn or to book a trip, give them a call at 510-417-5557 or check the web at www.californiadawn.com. Hi, this is Seth to tell you about my favorite car deal dealership and the reason why I won't go anyplace else for a new or used vehicle or for service for that matter. It's the people, well-trained, knowledgeable employees, top-notch service department professionals, and the best pricing on new and used vehicles. Where? Only at Ron Duprat Ford, just off I-80 and next door to our friends at Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon. Don't get hung up in that big city shuffle. Head to Dixon and check out Ron Duprat Ford. You'll love that small town atmosphere with no hassles and no clothes. I know, I sure do. Family owned and operated since 1956, it's one of the very few dealerships to receive the President's Award for excellence in customer service and sales. When it comes time for you to purchase a new vehicle or to solve a problem with one you've already got, go to the best. Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon, the number one Ford parts and service department in Northern California. It's where I go for all my needs, sales or service. Take the short drive from high prices. Check first with Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon. Find out more at Ron Duprat Ford dot com or call toll free at 877-463-5436 why would you buy any place else when you're looking for the latest in fishing gear accessories and live bait elkhorn bait and tackle is where you'll find everything you need for fishing fun elkhorn bait has high quality rods and reels for every type of fishing in northern california from trout to bass sturgeon to stripers and salmon to shad and more important elkhorn bait always has the best and largest selection of fresh baits like crawdads minnows pile worms bloodworms night crawlers, and more, including frozen tray baits. Elkhorn Bait and Tackle, 20th Street and Elkhorn Boulevard, west of Watt, 916-991-5298. Hey, they're also your local U-Haul dealer. Kingfisher Boats has become the standard for sportsmen who value toughness, ride, comfort, and great fishability. And Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon is your heavy gauge aluminum boat headquarters. Featuring the full line of Kingfisher Boats. The offshore, coastal, sport, or river jet series boats from 16 to 35 feet are designed for saltwater, freshwater lakes, or river fishing. And Gone Fishing Marine's trained sales staff will help you select exactly what you need when it comes to power and accessories. Kingfisher's clean lines, flashy paint choices, stainless accents, diamond plating, stylish interiors and storage, all added to the highest quality boat on the market today. Learn more at Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon, gfmarine.com, or kingfisherboats.com. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Well, you know there's a lot going on out there, and we've got some of the strangest weather patterns going on right now today. Uh, nice and cool here at the studio. It was cool this morning, 61 in Vacaville. That's not cold, but uh, I can't believe it's going to be like 103 Thursday and 108 Friday, something like that coming up. My goodness, my brother-in-law is coming down from Canada where it's a little chilly. He's going to fry his butt. Culture shock. Oh, baby, 180. The last time he saw 108, 
was a fire in his barbecue. I well, I just feeling. I just checked the weather at Clear Lake. It's not going to be as hot, so that's good. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be lovely. You're going to be spending a few days up there, I know. I am going to be spending a few days up you there with a frog rod in my hand. Cheddar and the boys? Yeah, the boys are coming out for uh, the NASCAR race in Sonoma, but they always come out a little bit early, and we can go hang out. Cheddar Smith, who's Kevin Harvick's car chief, and I are very good friends, and we uh, we try to go fishing every time they come to California. Well, good timing, because you know they're going to catch their share of fish up there with as hot as Barry S. Or, excuse me. It's clear. Like, oh, it's got to be. It, uh, you think uh, We got Alan Fong in the studio. I think he'd, he'd probably tell me I should tie a frog on. <laughs> I think, I think, but he's probably going to know I'm going to have a frog tied on too. So. Well, I wouldn't be a bit surprised. Well, let's check out with our first, our second guest right now. We're going to head up to Lake Tahoe right now, and we're going to hook up with the man himself, Captain J.D. Ritchie, hooks up with us right now, and he's been fishing Mackinac and everything else up there. I think he's done fishing over at Pyramid right now. Let's check in live and find out. Good morning, Captain. Hey guys, how you doing? Click, click, click. Boy, it sounds like it might be a little windy or busy out there this morning. Howling a gale. Let me go inside the house. Yeah. Welcome to Lake Tahoe where it's blowing like mad up there this morning. But normally that wind will kind of calm down here in a little bit, doesn't it? Well, normally, and it wasn't supposed to blow that hard. It looked like 8 or 10 today, but, you know. You know what a uh, marine forecast is, right? A wild guess? <laughs> It's a horoscope with numbers. <laughs> yeah, they, but, I, think, uh, I think you got that wired. So tell us about Tahoe. What's been going on up there? Uh, it's been a fantastic spring. The Mackinac bite's just been off the charts. And um, we just dropped in about 10 minutes ago on a bunch of fish. We're looking at them on the screen here. They're uh, so far fasting a little bit <laughs> this morning, but uh, give them time. But uh, it's yeah, it's blowing hard southwest, and um, we had a little bit of rain. It's very cloudy. I guess it's supposed to rain tomorrow too, or something. I don't know. Like, like you say, it's all guesses. But uh, uh, but fishing's been great. It's really What's, been what, great spring. What technique are you using, and what uh, size is the typical size of the fish you're getting into? Oh, typicals. You know, your, your normal Tahoe. You know, three pound, four pound, five pound max. Um, we've been drifting live minnows. Uh, doing a little downrigger trolling as well. Um, and we've caught a few in the shallows, too. But mostly, you know, we're sitting here 150 feet right now. Um, like I say, a big pile of fish beneath us. We just had a, a grab a minute ago. But what is going on there? Hey, J.D., when you got a, the max stacked up like that, are they concentrated around anything in particular? Have they got some kind of structure that they're on, or are they completely structure. suspended? Yeah, structure. They, they suspend. They'll either be on the bottom or suspended. Uh, just off structure, but yeah, you don't typically find them out in the abyss. They're they're on some sort of drop off shelf point, that kind of stuff. So, um, and uh, is anybody they, up there catching coconut yet? Have they started targeting those? Yes, uh, I heard of some caught North Shore, and I've seen some schools already, but I haven't fished for them. But somebody said they're already you know 14 inch, so. It might actually be decent fish this summer. Well, it would be nice yeah. if we had some big ones out of Tahoe. You know, if that lake was a little bit richer and had some more nutrient within it, those fish would grow considerably larger just because of the size right. of the lake. But it's really pretty sterile of an environment for those fish out yeah. there. Yeah, yep, yep. J.D., one of our best friends uh, at the Department of Fish and Wildlife, now retired Stafford Lair, was really involved in the Lahontan cutthroat 
repopulation efforts up there, not only in the streams as well as the uh, river there, but they're also planting the Lahontan cutthroats into Lake Tahoe now. 100,000 went in last week, I understand. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Well, I think it's 100,000 going in over the course of, uh, I don't think they dumped them all at once from what I read, but um, yeah, there, there's, there's been some concern from the local angling community about that not knowing exactly what the, the Fed's goal was. And, and to that end, the states of Nevada and California both told me that they wouldn't sign off on it until the Feds gave them a actual plan of what they were, you know, what's the goal here, guys? Yeah, kind of nice to so, have. Yeah, so the fact that um, that they're starting to plan again tells me that the states have signed off on it. And what both biologists on either side of the lake who specialize in Tahoe told me was they didn't want to sign off on something that was just a um, let's get rid of everything else and, and you know try to get Lahontans back in here. Yeah. They said if they plan them as a um, you know a, a an addition to the fishery and then. You know, an additional thing to recreate on and also be able to say you have Lahontan Cutthroat in Tahoe again, uh, then they were they're okay with that. But, you know, if you're going to try to recover the species here, that means you've got to kill everything else off. And, well, and, uh, my guess is they're not planting any more rainbows in the streams and stuff up there so that the population of oh, the mountains. They haven't. But that's the thing. If you really want them to come back, you've got to uh, get bit. Well, that's a situation that we run into in a lot of places. You want the fish to come back. You want to have natural spawning going on. All of those things heading you in the right direction, but there's all those little things that get in the way along that process. Yeah, well, rainbows and cutthroat don't mix. Rainbows always went out. So if you really wanted to recover them and put them you know, as a native fish back in here, you have to make sure there's no rainbows left. Eagle Eagle Lake, same thing with the uh, Pine Creek up there. We got They tossed in brook trout many years ago, thinking, oh, it'll be a great place for brook trout. Well, they're eating all the Eagle Lake eggs, if anybody that does go up there and spawn. So sometimes there are things that impact the decision-making process, and it's hard to think them all the way through. But the best thing is, at least you've got a great solid fishery up there for your clients and those coming up. How cold is it in the mornings? Uh, we've had some, some ice on the downriggers. <laughs> yeah, well, it'll be 108 down here on Friday, bud, so enjoy every minute of it up there. Folks, if you'd like to get up and get on board in one of the biggest, nicest boats on Lake Tahoe, you need to get a hold of Captain J.D. Ritchie. J.D. Ritchie Sport Fishing with the Sport Fisherman, Sport Fisher. You can get on board with him and have a tremendous day up there. Bring the wife, bring the kids, or just kick back on your own and have a great day on the water. J.D., give them all the hookup they need. Okay, you can get a hold of me at 530-307-9817 and on the web at thesportfisher.com. All right, stay out of the wind and catch a bunch of them for your clients today. Thanks, guys. Captain J.D. Ritchie, what a great guy, source of information. He's got great stuff on video on YouTube as well as his uh, Facebook page. He's just loaded with stuff. Check him out at thesportfisher.com or J.D. Ritchie Sport Fishing. Hey, you know, we got another guy out there on the water right now. He just won't give up on the stripers. Let's go to Outcast Guide Service, Captain Justin Leonard, right now, and find out what Delta Striper action's been like. Good morning, Captain. Good morning. Tell us about it, Justin. What's going on out there? 
Well, yesterday it was a windy one. Today is not nearly as windy, but the fisher, fishing was good yesterday. Um, I jumped back over to the sack side. It seemed like a lot of our fish kind of left the you know, and whether or not they spawned off or water just got toasty on them and they decided to leave. But it seems like the sack side has been a little bit better. Uh, we got all of our fish yesterday, and then we were sitting. We just started fishing uh, like 10 minutes ago, and uh, got one keeper in the box, lost one, and released another shaker. So there's right. definitely some fish around. Um, and then a lot of minnow fishing. Um, I'm about to put on a spoon. There's enough marks to go, okay, it looks like we want to put on a spoon and put it down there. And then yesterday we were eating through a lot of minnows, started trolling through them. We were catching them trolling. So got to pick your poison, but it was all working for us. What kind of quantity are you looking at in a typical morning of fishing? Uh, yesterday I think we did probably about 40 fish. Yeah, that'll keep you busy, no doubt about that. Well, Yeah, it's worth it. Any particular areas over on the sack that you think are more productive than others? You know, yesterday I was pretty limited as to where I could be going just because it was gusting like 30. Um, I had probably 30-minute period where I have every single wave come over my bow. It was pretty grossed out. So we are pretty limited as to where we could go. Um, but I, by the looks of it, I mean, we had fish everywhere we looked at yesterday. And uh, today we started out right where we started out yesterday, but the I guess upper sack, and I know there's some fish up in the Liberty Island area and whatnot. I might go peek at Steamboat Slough today just to go. You think live, bait's a, live bait is the best way to go right now versus trolling for with pulling lures or anything? You know, I, I, we were pulling lures yesterday and caught fish, so I think it's whatever you're most confident in. If you want numbers and just you know more of a, a sure thing on fish-wise, I think live bait is the way to go. And uh, But it's getting harder to find, and uh, they keep on raising these prices on us like everything. I don't even want to ask, but I got to. What's a jumbo minnow going for nowadays? Uh, I called the bait shop in Rio Vista yesterday because I uh, I burnt through a few extra than what I was planning on. Oh, another fish on. Um, and they said it's two fifty a minnow. Well, that fish you just caught just cost you two fifty. I hope they get it into the boat. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. I'm two fifty a minnow. What does fish cost a pound? <laughs> we got to do yeah. some. We got to do some math here real quick. I don't no, I don't want. I don't want to date myself, Seth, but when I was in retail, the jumbos were three seventy nine a dozen. A dozen, yes, it's a little different story. Well, you know, one of the things that Justin does is he goes and fishes the spots that are best fishing that time of year. And one of the other places he bounces to this time of year is Bullard's Bar Reservoir. Tell our listeners what's going on up there as far as action. Oh, Bullard's Bar is pretty wide open and really good fishing. Um, you know, the fish quality in comparison to last year is a little bit better. I say high high water, high quality. The lake's at 90% capacity, so I think we're just going to overall have better quality fish. Um, and with that, but fishing's been great. I'm looking for 10 to 20 fish an hour. Um, all the normal spots, everything that they should be at, they're there. And uh, But they are a little bit deeper. You're going to want downriggers. Um, I've been catching most all my fish at like 50 to 60 feet deep. Well, you had an interesting you had an interesting experience uh, over last weekend at Inglebright, where you caught some monster kokanee for that small lake. Oh you? yeah. Well, tell, yeah, our, tell was... our listeners what's going on over there. So Inglebright, I mean, it's not known for kokanee whatsoever, and I mean, I caught them on accident over there, but never targeted them. And uh, grew up camping at that lake and fishing it and whatnot. So we've caught quite a few over the years, just uh, on accident. So just wheel up there's a week. And um, from there, we uh, I went to go pick up the open from the dock and put down two rods. 
one kokanee rod and one trout rod, and we got a double. And one was a trout, one was a kokanee, and said, well, probably try doing this tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, woke up in the morning and went out and actually targeted kokanee and got him up to 17 and a half inches. And uh, go keep it up. We're right, still up on top of that wee bit. And, that's and a, uh, got him up. And that's an honest inches. 17 and a half inches. I saw the photo with it laid next to the measuring stick. Yeah, he was a fatty. And uh, we, there was a whole pile of trout. We probably did uh, 30 to 40 trout over the course of two days. And we did two or 10 kokanee landed to the boat. And we lost five or six that, like, I visually saw. You guys can drop it down now. Um, that I visually saw, like, kind of at the boat that we lost. And uh, But there was enough to kind of keep it worth it. It was fun. It was really fun. And this kokanee, you know, pull a lot harder than a 13-inch kokanee. But uh, at the end of the day, it's... I don't think you're going to fill the boat with boat limits over there. But if you want the opportunity for some big tokens that we don't have, you know, in other lakes locally, that's a great option. You know, what the coolest part about it is it's a small lake. It's a it's basically just an impounded river stretch along there. And it's a long, narrow band of water giving you plenty of room to fish, but not a lot of people up there. They've got houseboats that are available down there. I think there's some cabins or camping available on the water. You can only get to it by water, correct? Yeah, it's all it's all a boat and lake, um, and it's just all campsites, so all tent camping. They don't have any cabins, but they do have houseboats and private houseboats, and they do have some rental houseboats as well. Well, there's your opportunity, folks, to get up there. It's close to home. Check it out on the map. Check it out as far as fishing and everything else. But here's a guide that runs around chasing the peaks of fishing. He's on stripers right now. He's enjoying the great action at Bullage Bar and stumbles across great fishing at Englebright. Folks, if you don't get off your butt and get out there and involved in the fishing this year, you're making a huge mistake. Justin, give them all the hookup information they need so they can get on board with Outcast Guide Service and have a wonderful day on the water. Absolutely. You can reach me at 530-277-6870. And then we post pretty regularly on Facebook, Instagram, and that's got all my contact information and reports as well. Well, if you get into them and start spanking them, you give us a call back before the end of the show, and we'll get a shout-out for you. Absolutely. Thank you. Captain Justin Leonard with Outcast Guide Service. Get on board. Whether you're chasing stripers or kokanee, he's your man. Thanks, guy. We'll talk to you again real soon. Thank you. Bingo. Cut him off right in the middle of the whole thing. Hey, speaking of kokanee, while we're on this subject right now, I've got a couple of people that are going to be coming in in a couple of weeks. We're going to give you plenty of notice. I've got to set it up this week. But uh, the name Ted Samford might uh Remind a few people out there of some kokanee fishing in the old days. And another name that will be uh, joining us also, in addition to Ted, is Rick Kennedy joining us here. live. In, he won't be live in the studio. Maybe <laughs> I can con him into it. Are they repainting the old folks home that weekend? And no, you got to watch those two or gonna what? We're going to compare what we did 40 years ago for kokanee uh, to what they're doing nowadays for kokanee. We and, do that a lot in the bass world. <laughs> yeah, and it just kind of keeps coming just around. Just so you know, these kids around. are a lot better than we ever were, Sep. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break right now. When we come back, it's time for RVs and destinations. Then we're heading live to Eagle Lake and climbing on board with Fish Traveler's Guide Service right after this quick break. Y'all stick around. You're going to get hooked.
It's time you head to the calm and productive waters of Bodega Bay and climb aboard the newest and nicest charter boat around, the Real Magic. Owned and operated by Mike Ogney and Captain Merlin Cole, this fully updated 34-foot catamaran is 12 feet wide, extremely stable, and powered by 700 horsepower. Equipped with all the latest in electronics and state-of-the-art equipment to ensure a successful day, the Real Magic will get you on the fish fast and back to harbor in comfort and safety. Don't miss your opportunity to fish with the best. Real Magic. Call 707-875-BOAT and check them out on the web at realmagicsportfishingcharters.com. Northern California's newest tackle shop, Bodega Tackle, is located in Penaluma, right on the way to Bodega Bay. Bodega Tackle, a one-stop shop, features high-quality live and frozen tray baits, plus a full selection of tackle for bay and ocean fishing, as well as tackle for freshwater species. Owner Ken Brown and his experienced staff are on hand and ready to help anglers get rigged up. Need fresh line? Bring in reels for a new line at the Berkeley Line Winding Station. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and at bodegatackle.com. Bodega Tackle, open seven days a week. Stop by and you'll catch more fish. Lorenz is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology and light years ahead of the competition. Lorenz offers a comprehensive range of products for your every need. From entry-level fish locators to the most sophisticated marine electronics on the market today, they're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lorenz Chirp with side-scan and down-scan imaging allowing anglers to quickly search fish holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lorance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high-performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lorance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lorance.com. Lorance is the perfect locator for you. Brad's sight, scent, and vibrations. That's what makes Brad's super baits and cut plugs killers for salmon, trout, and kokanee. And here's a tip. If you haven't tried the kokanee and mini cut plugs for midday salmon, large trout, or landlocked kings, you're absolutely missing out on the action. Brad's killer fish is the truest running J-plug on the market. Just ask the NorCal guides. It's quickly becoming the go-to plug for solid hookups. Check Brad's out at your favorite tackle retailer or at Brad's Killer Fishing Gear on Facebook or Instagram. Committed to excellence, Brad's Killer Fishing Gear makes products for the avid fisherman and beginner alike, and all products are fisherman tested and fish approved. There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. It's time for RVing and Destination, sponsored by Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Since 1970, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has cared for their customers with warm, personal attention and high standards of product and service excellence. They offer customers great value in pricing on industry leaders such as Jayco, Winnebago, Newmar, and many more. You'll be amazed by the selection of new and used RVs, toy haulers, fifth wheels, trailers, and motorhomes, and the huge inventory to choose from. Recipient of the West Coast Dealer of the Year and multiple Best of awards, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has become one of Northern California's highest volume RV dealers. And now, here's Sepp with another great reason to be outdoors and RVing. You know, before you take off and race out and buy that recreational vehicle you've always wanted, it'd probably be a good idea to think of some of the experiences you want to have or to take the family on. And will the camper, will the trailer, will the cab over 
Will the fifth wheel, will it fit in where you want to go? Can you maneuver it where you want to go? Will it fit in the parking spaces at the campground that you're going to? Believe it or not, some campgrounds have restrictions and many of our campgrounds are the state parks that have a 24 foot limit to your trailer. And that's just to make sure you get your trailer and your tow vehicle in the same spot. But I'll tell you what folks, you can eliminate some of the places that you may want to go by having a fifth wheel that is too big to fit in there. I had a 37 footer. There are 40 footers and probably longer and some campsites only have maybe 30 feet of depth to park in. So you really have to consider that. That's just one little thing you might come across, but here's another little thing. A lot of campsites, campgrounds, RV parks, won't let you in if you have a recreational vehicle that's more than 10 years old because it doesn't look as good as the others in their park. Well, that's just another little thing that you might come across. So far, Marilyn and I, in our 40 years of marriage, we've had many Mirage. We started off with sleeping in the back of a pickup truck. We ended up with a Class C Mini Mirage. Then we went to a Lance cab over trailer on a GMC truck. Then we went to an Airex motorhome, Class A, the whole bit, 30 feet gas powered. We thought we were moving on up. Then we went back to a Lance cab over after that big motorhome sat around and we didn't use it as much. And we traded in that Lance cab over on another Lance cab over. And then we bought a 37 foot fifth wheel to move out the Flaming Gorge Reservoir. Well, after using that for about five years, we decided to sell it and travel more. But we traveled with our truck towing a trailer so we'd have a vehicle when we got there. So we bought a beautiful trailer, towed it around for about two years. And now that we're dealing with our friends out at Manteca Trailer and Motorhome, we headed out there and got the choice vehicle for us a 24-foot Class C Jayco that'll fit in any state park. It'll fit in any campgrounds that are out there. And I've got an electric bicycle that I gave in it to take me around wherever I need to run around, go to the store, get some ice, whatever, so I have all the freedom that I want. And that's what you want when you're going out. Plan your experiences. Get the unit that you know will get you there and back plan accordingly and have an absolutely great time but you don't need to have the biggest rv in the park stop by manteca trailer and motorhome on highway 120 check the full inventory of new and used rvs trailers motorhomes and a huge retail store and showroom with parts and accessories the state-of-the-art service facility is one of the largest in the western states featuring 30 bays to get you up to speed and back on your way rving review the entire inventory at the mantecatrailer.com website with photos and pricing or better yet stop by and take a look low prices huge selection great service there's no need to look any further. Manteca Trailer and Motorhome catering to sportsmen around the West. We're not the biggest, we're the nicest. The Bob Davis people at Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Manteca! And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Well, last weekend was the opener of Eagle Lake Trout Fishing. It opens up every year the last weekend, Memorial Day weekend in May. And I'll tell you, we talked to Tim Knoxon live that day, and the action was pretty good out there. Guys started catching the fish after the wind laid down. 
Let's go back right now to Fish Traveler's Guide Service and Tim Knoxon and find out what the action's been like all week. He's live on the water this morning at Eagle Lake chasing trophy rainbows. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Seth. I have Kathleen. She wants to say something. All right. Caught my big fish at Eagle Lake. Um, amazing. Great experience. Going to catch more. How big is That's it? That's my uh, advertisement for the week, Seth. Obviously. <laughs> how big a fish did you get her? Oh, it's about 19 inches. It's, uh, you know, that's what we're hooking into here. As you know, last Saturday it was blowing like, you know what, it's actually blowing pretty hard today, but we're tucked in over uh, on the east side below the below uh, Eagle's Nest. We, uh, we're picking up fish at about 12 feet using Thomas Bouillant lures. I wanted to go fly fishing again today, Seth, but it, uh, there's no way to anchor up in the wind and cast the flies. Uh, the fishing's been good. Everybody that's putting their time in is uh, bringing back limits or near limits. Mostly hardware on the west side and the east side. You're going to pick up bigger fish off of wildcat and shrimp, but more fish over in uh, the uh, eagle's nest side on the um, on the east shore. But my favorite time of the year is right now through the month of June, and we're nymphing on the rock piles off the off the west shorelines. Uh, so those fish are running two and a half to three and a quarter, and they're beautiful fish. I put in a minimum of about ten fish in the boat a day. And on the good days, we're putting 20 in the boat and we're missing that many. <laughs> That's good fishing. Break out another beer. Hey, anytime you got, anytime you've got that kind of action going on, you stand a chance of catching a three, four, five, six, seven pounder at Eagle Lake also. That lake is loaded with big fish. They just get big because they're smart. And you have to make natural presentations. And when Tim's talking about nymphing, by the way, I still have that leader you tied up for me about six or eight years ago. And it is a double fly system with a little bitty nymph. I don't know what the other one is, the one that's up a little bit higher. One of them's weighted, so it just kind of bounces along the bottom or just off the bottom. And the other one's up about two feet so that you have these opportunities. And those big trout come along and take these little minuscule flies, don't they, Tim? You know, it's amazing that they stay hooked up. We're using 14s and 16s, and uh, you can't even find the hook to unhook the fish half the time, but they get hooked up. If you know what you're doing, you get the touch. And I tell you, I'm, if I could take a client fly fishing that's never been fly fishing before, they're going out and buying some fly equipment when they leave the boat, so. That's exactly it. It's a lot of fun doing the technique. You feel everything that's going on down there, and you got that great fly fishing, fly rod action out there. So it really enjoy, makes the fight very, very enjoyable. Well, Tim, the best techniques are obviously what you're doing right now. But as that lake gets warmer and warmer and things start uh, heating up up there, that lake's going to stratify too. You're going to have to be chasing them down a little deeper, aren't you? You got that right. And the other, oh, yeah. one other thing I wanted to mention is about the middle of June, and this happens every year without fail, the fish will school up on the west side in 10 feet of water or under, and we uh, we throw real light spoons for them over there. We throw hardware, you know, like needlefish. Uh, uh, what the heck? I can't even think of them. But, you know, needlefish in red and orange, anything in red and orange, you don't even need to downrigger, monofilament. Just let it out 120 feet behind the boat and let it ride. And you got to be there super early, but... Uh, the fish will be right on the west side. If you want to let a downrigger down to five, fine. But they're real close to the top. It happens every year. And that's coming up. It lasts about two weeks from the middle of June to the 1st of July. Then yeah. we got to go out 
and then we got to start fishing deeper for them. But that's coming up too. Well, this is the time of year to be heading to Eagle Lake. It's going to just keep peaking and peaking. It's going to get better and better. The lake will stratify. It's easier to target yeah. fish. They sometimes get a little bit more finicky then, but when you're out with a quality guide using quality equipment and the guy knows the water, you're going to be successful, just like Tim Noxon is with Fish Travelers. Tim, give them all the hookup information that they need. You got it, 916-201-4648. Facebook page is up to date with pictures and reports. That's under Fish Traveler Guide Service. Launching Kathleen, Carson City, Nevada. Um, great experience today. Well, that's great. She had a wonderful experience. Tim, how's the launching there right now? No problem launching. And by the way, the uh, fish cleaning station and the uh, the bathrooms are open. So uh, I don't know if they're going to shut down. It seems like they're going to keep them open. Seth, don't quote me on that, but they're not closed yet. So well, they're, no they're problem work- launching. No, no problem going to the bathroom, no problem cleaning the fish. They're working on getting a new concessionaire up there. They had to change concessionaires at the last minute up there. So it's just a matter of time getting the south end all up to speed. But if you want to get up to speed, you can head on up to the town of Spalding, halfway up the lake, and they've got everything. The Spalding RV park, they've got the store, all the goodies you would ever need, gasoline, just about anything you could possibly need up there, including cabin rentals. Tim, thanks for hooking up with us real quick, folks. That number again for Fish Traveler's Guide Service, 916-201-4648. Thanks, Tim. Thank you, Seth. All right. Good luck with your client today. <laughs> I know they're having some fun, no doubt about it. Roll it. Fishing is fun, but hooking is the only way. We're going to show you how to catch some fish today. And that only means one thing. The man himself, the rod father, Mr. Alan Fong, joins us live in the studio this morning. Good morning, Alan. Morning, everybody. Nice to have you here again. He comes in every month. Kind of nice the first to have weekend him of the month to join us in here and spread a little of his BS with everybody in <laughs> yeah, the room. I, I always been, get up early anyway. I've been putting up with him for 18 years every Saturday. Dude, in I've known you when you were a little kid. No, I mean bopper. Sepp. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, Sepp I hate to years. tell you how many years we've all known each other. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I'm, I don't have near as much gray hairs. <laughs> well, I've been little gray guy all over my here. life. So. I know you have. Well, I have Alan, a photo I... that'll prove that wrong. I'll post that up online later. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are some interesting photos of the past floating around out there. Well, Alan, every week on your outdoor, on your YouTube channel, you do Alan Fong Outdoors with great trips and a tip every single week. Great things happening out there. What did you, what were your features this week? Yeah, you know what? I just did one up at, uh, Stampede. I've been up there four times in the last two weeks. And oh, you mean it's I, fun? Oh, <laughs> well, I, I love coconut fishing. It's a lot of fun up there. The first about two and a half weeks ago, I was up there. There's only eight boats on the lake. Last week, there was probably 38. Yeah. So, you know, there people are finding out, but the fishing and I've never experienced coconut fishing so fast. I would leave the ramp. Don't even start the motor because the first time I went, the motor didn't run anyway. Had a problem with it, but we just started trolling right there. And But when I pulled up and saw um, uh, Troy Barr there, you know. and He's here for a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I knew something was up. So I talked to him, and, and they've been catching them. And that day it probably took three of us 20 minutes, and we were done. And the fish are 14 to 15 inches. They're nice. And we caught them from the surface down to 50 feet. The graph lit up. I mean, if you can't catch fish there, take up golf. Yeah. Well, it's, 
it's turned into kind of a Bullard's Bar situation right now where there yeah. are plenty of them. And they're a decent size this year, a little bit larger size. Yeah, they're bigger. Um, you know, I got a lot of friends out there in another lake that's on fire is New Malonis. But New Malonis, the water temperature is a little bit warmer. And Stampede, like the other day we got up there, it's 31 degrees. The water's cooler. And the fish are a lot better grade at eating. I love eating them. That's why I go after kokanee. So, but it's a lot of fun. A lot our, of action. Our buddy Tom Maley's been posting a lot of rainbow photos out of Folsom. Uh, yeah. There's really and, any size to them, or they? Yeah, no. Catchable? There's no. They're catching some pretty good fish. And Alan, what's the deal with some of our lakes and and the the amount of shad that are in these lakes? Everyone's talking about and big shad. It's, yeah. I know it's cyclic, but is it the more more Water being warmed at the side of the lakes, more successful spawn for all the minnows and everything. Is that what's know, going this on? This is kind of a weird year because there's a lot of lakes that are like Berryessa. It's kind of like, what the heck's going on with that lake? You know, ever since the winter, it never turned. It was just some of the lakes are either dead or it's just unbelievable. Now, I was at the marina at Berryessa last night, which is the closest I, I get to fishing the place. My daughter <laughs> actually performed over at Markley, but just walking around the docks and looking, I never saw fish. Yeah, I never saw a fish around the marina. Well, I'll tell you what, put out along all the houseboats yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything going works, out there, you yeah. will be sick of seeing yeah. fish. Yeah, this is really weird. This is a weird year. Yeah. You know, and all I can tell you is there's so many good reports of, like, bullards, you know, Eagle Bright and uh, Silver Lake for Kokanee, Whiskey Town. Yeah. I mean, they're just on fire. You can go anywhere and catch them. It's really, it's really cranked up right now. And Berryessa is of concern. A lot of people are saying, what's going on there? Why isn't it fishing the way it should? Yeah. They're getting some rainbows. They're getting some kings. It'll I've seen on. a couple of nice kings. It will. It I should. think it's going to have to restratify probably. Yeah. It's so mixed up right now, not knowing whether to turn. And then we've had these big winds blowing again. Mm-hmm. So it's yep. just really mixed. Well, if it turns 105, we won't have winds. We know that. So yeah. you know, well, if it gets hot, we won't have the winds. Fortunately, week. we got high temperatures at the end of next week, but then it kind of tapers back into reality in the mid-90s pretty much. Yep. Well, and I just did a video. So watch it, guys, because I proved a point. I went out with these guys that are, you know, Rick Teagues and Roger, and they were setting back like 30 feet, 50 feet. I said, watch, I'm going to get – Twice as many hits as you guys, and I put my step back eight to ten feet, and I could. As soon as I put it down, now what he's it. talking about is his back set from the downrigger ball. Correct, because the closer you pull it to the cable, the more radical it is, and when you have that many fish there, it attracts them. So if your dodger's just swinging slowly, you know they're not going to see it as much if it's radical jerking around like it's crazy. the same kind of action that that dodger is transmitting to the lure is transmitted by the Correct. dodger just in yeah. that short line shorten them up more importantly you were really shortening your leaders off the dodger to your hook correct way Both. down there maybe yeah. seven eight inches long yeah to make it wobble faster yeah throws it around creates more vibration fires up the fish and they don't just hunt one at a time. They come out and no, usually will watch you. Three or four of them will oh, be yeah. in competition for That's it. not my deer in the headlights look. I know what you're talking about. I just don't care. <laughs> don't give a damn, right? <laughs> you will one these days because your hair starting to get gray. <laughs> well, Al, Alan, kokanee fishing is spectacular, and you've uh, really had a lot of action lately between your trips up there. Over, to, You headed over to Whiskey Town. You went over to uh, Bullard's. You've been hitting all of those. What's your best technique? What's your best presentation? For as far as kokanee, kokanee, period, running that short leader behind the dodger and the short setback, and probably if I had to choose, I would pick pink. Um, I'm doing a, I did a video, I showed everything, and I also showed whether test your boat whether you have 
a negative field coming off your cable, which you probably won't catch anything. So that's on there. And then the next segment I'm going to do, I'm going to show you how to build these lures. Yeah, this is a two- or three-part segment you were it's doing on, on downrigging and how to mm-hmm. successfully do it and everything. It's a, it's a big game of doing everything right at the same time, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I always said if you could put 10 things together versus one thing, you're going to be a lot better at fishing. You're going to be a little bit better than that next guy. So, you know, we don't even use a net. We flip an in 14 inches. Yeah, when they're coming in, <laughs> yeah, when you get that five minute. a minute, you yeah, know, nobody wants heck? to tangle them up in the net. Well, that's the reason you went to the braided line on your downriggers, right? Well, I was, I was going to yeah. bring that up because Alan shows you how to test in his little tip that he had out this week, yeah. how to test your line to see if you're stinging the fish out there with yeah. the voltage. And if you've got a wire line going down and an automatic shut off, you've got voltage going across there about half a volt or yeah. whatever. I think your test was 0. 0.6 or point something. Point six, yeah. So, but if what I did is I took off all the steel. Matter of fact, Scotty does it now. They package it with the big premium lines. With braided lines. Yeah, yeah, but if you have a Canon electric, you can't put braid on it. it That's won't right. Stop. That's why I've got Scotty right now. <laughs> It'll just keep coming. <laughs> well, I, I I really enjoy this fact that it works so well with the Scotty downrigger, and I have no qualms with it at all. And I was a yeah. Canon guy for years and years and years. But I know that sting technique works. I short fish back behind the boat too. Because yeah. I like to be able to turn on a dime or go right yeah. back into a school that I didn't get a fish on to see That's if I true. can do it again. It gives you a lot of maneuverability. Yeah. Yep. A lot of times it'll show you what I'm talking about. Because when you make a wide turn and someone's on the outside where it's pulling it faster and the dodger's wiggling more and they hook up left and right, well, duh, it tells you something. Yeah. Shorten it up. Well, they also say if you caught one on the outside, you need to be fishing higher. If you caught one on the inside, you need to be fishing <laughs> deeper yeah. because that inside line is sinking Sinks, but while the wobbly. outside line's getting pulled. Or, yeah, yeah, it's just sinking straight down pretty yeah. much, too. Yeah. But when you start back up and get straight again, yeah. boom, sometimes you'll get that strike right, right. then in there. <laughs> well, Alan, where would you be going if you could go today? But you know what? On the day before I went to Wednesday to Stampede, Tuesday I was down the Delta, Eptic Day. Denise, you know, my camera I'm camera gal, she said, what an epic day. I never thought, because I kept telling her, you know, but this year's been kind of weird, you know, but, but we could go out and catch 20 fish. Well, Warren and I, and I mean, Dave and her and I were out there, and we were fishing in one to three feet of water, and we probably had over 50 fish before 8 o'clock. Okay, he said it, so I'm just going to make sure you listen to it. And I'm going to be different. to three feet of water. Yeah, I'm going to be doing a video. I'm going to shoot it this week. Um, the tides are right. And I've been using chatterbaits in one to three feet of water, just smashing the stripers. There you are, folks. The man himself, the rod father from Fisherman's Warehouse Stores, joining us right here live in the studio to share with you tips and information to make you better. Make sure you check out his Alan Fong Outdoors on YouTube. You get a trip and a tip. Every week, twice a week, it comes out. We appreciate you joining us here in the studio and sharing all that great info with our (laughs) listeners. You're welcome. All right. What are we supposed to do now? Hey, it's time for Mr. Rogney, isn't it? No, you got to take a break. Let's take a break, and then we'll see Mr. Rogney. Captain Jay Lopes of Right Hook Sport Fishing invites you to climb aboard his 26-foot parker, the Right Hook, berthed at Martinez, for an enjoyable day or night of fishing on the productive sturgeon and striper waters of Sassoon Bay and the Delta. One of the fastest six-pack boats around, the Right Hook has a fully enclosed heated cabin that easily accommodates up to six anglers, fully rigged with all the marine electronics and high-quality fishing gear you'll need. 
Right Hook Sport Fishing keeps their clients in the action, moving seasonally from the ocean to the bays. Halibut, stripers, sturgeon, rockfish, salmon, or albacore. Whatever the quarry, wherever it hides, Captain Jay Lopes will get you there and back in comfort and safety. Give him a call at 916-417-5670 and book a trip now. Or check him out on the web at righthooksportfishing.com. Since 1952, Scotty has been recognized for product excellence, and their entire line of downriggers and accessories is unmatched in performance and dependability. With full-size and compact models available for both freshwater and saltwater, Scotty has downrigger for every on-the-water need. Scotty Downriggers, isn't it time you joined the Scotty team? Founded in 1950. Daiwa is considered to be one of the best rod and reel manufacturers in the world. And Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores stock the entire line of Daiwa products. That's why seasoned anglers select Daiwa's popular precision casting reels with and without built-in line counters. The Lexa 100 is perfect for trout and salmon trollers. And the Lexa 300 is top choice when trolling stripers and other large game fish. Whether trolling for your favorite game fish or searching the depths for your next trophy catch, Daiwa has the perfect real see the entire lineup from daiwa at all fishermen's warehouse mega stores in sacramento manteca and fairfield there's a new ghost in town there's a new ghost in town ghost bait and tackle at 2550 west el camino avenue in sacramento owned and operated by cedric ghosted ghost bait and tackle supplies anglers with all the fresh water warm water and saltwater tackle and accessories for a great day on the water rods reels live and frozen baits swim baits jigs line hooks lures spinners terminal tackle and a whole lot more located between i-5 and i-80 at 2550 west West El Camino Avenue, Ghost B&T opens at 5 a.m. seven days a week with easy on-off freeway access to save your valuable fishing time. Catch the fishing spirit with Ghost Bait and Tackle, 916-692-8520. Lorenz is the leader of marine electronics, design and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology. They're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and three in one sonar combines Lorance chirp with side scan and down scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lorance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lorance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lorance.com. Lorance is the perfect locator for you. Now, here's USAFishing.com's Mike Ogney with our Saltwater Bay and Coastal Report. Good morning, Mr. Ogney. Good morning, guys. How are you? Uh, we're doing great. I know you're going to give us a quick update on salmon fishing right now, and then join us in the next hour when we talk about where'd all the water go. You got it, Seth. Well, I just in, got in late last night. My voice is a Little horse, uh, we had the uh, Santa Rosa dinner for the Golden State Salmon Association last night. Very successful, a lot of fun, and uh, that's why my voice has a little bit of a frog to it. But Salmon is currently closed from Pigeon Point north to the uh, to the border. That's the, the bad news. The good news is, is it's only three weeks. We'll be back on the water on June 22nd, and you can still fish uh, down in the Monterey Bay area, and there's been some Pretty good scores. Not not dynamite action, but some some steady, solid action. You put, if you put your time in, you're going to be rewarded. Santa Cruz, Monterey, Moss Landing, any of those ports, 
keep your radio on and move around. Um, we're just rock cod fishing. Bodega Bay, Real Magic is out today chasing rockfish and uh, ling cod up out of uh, Eureka. Those boys have been posting up some pretty good scores on rockfish, ling cod, and Pacific halibut. I know Tony Sapugla and on the um, and Gary Blassie on the uh, on the uh, sea weasel have been seeing uh, limits this past week, and uh, the weather's been fairly good until today. They got some south wind up on the north coast. There's a Actually, a pretty wet front that's moving through the, the north coast waters today and uh, and tonight. But it should calm down tomorrow and be much improved up there. But our waters here locally, we got four knots of wind over a four-foot swell. So that's an eight. Come on out and go fishing. And uh, we're looking forward to the season uh, reopening on the uh, 22nd. All right. Well, Mike, real quick, you got about 30 seconds. Tell them what we're going to be covering in water. What's going on? Well, what we're going to be talking about in that in that in the uh, next segment is, um, you know, the, the governor and, and the water agencies, both uh, both state and federal, they're, they're tip of water. That's what what people who aren't familiar with the subject don't understand that this is just water that they're that it, it's like magic water and it, it, it doesn't exist. It, it, they're not adding anything. They're actually taking water away from our fisheries and saying it's a great thing. Well, more importantly, they aren't listening to fisheries personnel. They aren't, they don't care about what our input is and they've just kind of gone on their own path. And that's why we. Well, what they're, yeah, but they're trying to use us. We've been, you know, we've been part of this process. They're trying to use us because we've been at the table. They passed these, these backroom deals where we're cut out of, of any decision making. And then they want to say, oh, well, the environmental groups are all on board with it. Yeah, right. That's why some people have resigned from some of the board positions and won't have anything to do with the decision-making process. We'll address this near the end of the next hour, probably about 745. You folks should be listening to it. Mike, I want to thank you. We're going to be also joined by Dave Hurley and Kent Brown talking about the water issues. And we got Alan Fong here. I'm sure he's going to have an opinion on it also. Mike, thanks for hooking up with us with a quickie on the salmon. We just wanted to make sure everybody knows that it's temporarily closed right now. It's a deal that was all worked out in advance. It's not a surprise. Goes back into effect on June 23rd. I'll bet the salmon fishing will be off the wall by then. I love those quickies, Seb. Yeah, you got it. Take care, Mike. I'll talk to you in, a, in about an hour. You guys know how it works. There's a lot of show here still coming your way. We just got to figure out what we're going to do and what order we're going to do it. When we come back, we've got Captain James Netzel live on the water, Stampede chasing Kokanee, and then we're going to talk to a couple other folks that are chasing Kokanee, too. Lots going on, including Senior Tuna with wild action down south. It's not over yet. Stick around for more fishing, hunting, and outdoor action in the second hour of the award-winning California Sportsman with Sepp Hendrickson. Coming up next... Lowrance is the leader in marine electronics design and manufacturing, and their new live series of fish finders are state-of-the-art for today's anglers and light years ahead of the competition. From entry-level finders to the most sophisticated Lowrance electronics on the market, Fisherman's Warehouse mega stores in Manteca, Sacramento, and Fairfield have it all, and their trained sales staff will help you find the exact unit you need. Fisherman's Warehouse and Lowrance Electronics, providing sportsmen with the ultimate high-performance fish-finding features and the best possible pricing. Check out the new Lowrance Live and the full line of Lowrance products at your favorite Fisherman's Warehouse location. 
Quail Point Hunt Club offers sportsmen affordable upland game bird hunts starting at only $80. For pheasant, quail, and chucker on 2,000 acres of natural cover in the rolling hills near Zamora. And their new and challenging sporting clays course is one of the finest in the state. Hone your shooting skills, enjoy the day hunting the field, or start your dog on a training program. Located only 30 minutes from Sacramento and one hour from the Bay Area, Quail Point Hunt Club and Olive Hill Kennels offer California sportsmen the best in upland shooting sports. Check them out on the web at quailpoint.com. Now, here's owner David Martin. Good morning, sportsman. Summer is right around the corner. Now is the time to come up with a plan for training your dog, whether it's upland game, waterfowl, working on something specific, working on retrieve, building up bird drive, obedience, or puppy training. Call Olive Hill Kennels to line up a lesson, and we can work with your dog in the field and come up with a game plan together that works for you and your family. We are doing lessons Tuesdays through Saturdays from 8 to noon. Give us a call with any questions or to line up a lesson at 530 530- 735-6217 or check us out at olivefieldkennels.com If you spend more time telling the one that got away stories instead of showing off giant fish pictures, get to Fisherman's Warehouse and grab some Gamakatsu hooks. Gamakatsu has hundreds of hooks for every technique and Fisherman's Warehouse has the full selection. Change to the world's sharpest hooks from Gamakatsu, improve your fish catching and end the lost fish stories. Fisherman's Warehouse in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield all carry a full selection of Gamakatsu hooks for every fishing application. Stop in today or shop online at Fisherman'sWarehouse.com. The Northern California coast is ground zero for ocean king salmon fishing, and the flagship of the Eureka fleet is the vessel Shellback, owned and operated by professional angler and veteran captain Tony Sepulveda of Greenwater Fishing Adventures. On the doorstep of the best salmon fishing on the planet, usually fishing within three miles of the harbor, the entire area is the home of the state's largest Pacific halibut, too. Experience the best. Greenwater Fishing Adventures, the North Coast's most exciting guide service, offering great ocean action plus river trips for freshwater salmon, steelhead, and stripers, too. Check out EurekaFishing.net or call Tony Sepulveda now at 707-845-9588. And now, more California Sportsman with Seth Hendrickson. Hey, we're back, and we are not going to waste any time. We're going to take you to Stampede Reservoir right now. We're going to climb on board with the man himself from Tight Lines Guide Service. Captain James Netzel joins us. He's moved his entire operation up to Stampede to start chasing kokanee instead of stripers in the Delta. Good morning, Captain. Good morning, Melissa. Get that back, Rod. No, they got a fish already at Stampede, Alan. <laughs> well, it shouldn't take a couple minutes. Yeah, I said, I said <laughs> James is fighting a fish for the client right now. Yeah. But James and I, I, we were texting back and forth the other day, and I sent him a message that said, uh, I hear guys are limited out sometimes in 20 minutes. And he goes, five people are limited out in 20 (laughs) minutes. It gets pretty good. James, are you back yet? Hey, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. And yeah, well, we we just got two, and we we don't have any rods out. And I forgot that I left one rod out, and we got a fish. So now I got. It. I'm not going to net. I'm just going to pick it up. Is I'm going to do the old jig. You're going to just swing them up like a bass riff. It sounds like it's a little windy out there at Stampede this morning too. Yeah, it's a little over this way, baby. Keep reeling. Uh, hold on, let me get this up. Okay, stop reeling. Okay, now give me push that button. Push that button. Push that button. With it. Oh shoot. Well, put it down, put it glad down. that was a you. <laughs> that, was, that was that was my wife. No, that's all right. 
Okay, now we're good. Chase, now I can talk. Chasing a fish around the boat with a net for a client and trying to do an interview on radio at the same time. Just a tough thing to do, but professionals can handle it. All right, so how many you got the boat so far, and how many minutes have you been fishing? Uh, fishing about five minutes. We got three months. Because I'm on the radio. James. Well, we can't put up with any of that anymore, that's for sure. He's on a satellite we already, phone. We already know how good it is. Alan told us. You just yeah. push the boat off the <laughs> well, dock. Said, and ask, what took in. him so long? It, he <laughs> caught three fish in five minutes is what they caught. That's that's not bad at all. You can catch two by the time the guy parking the truck gets back. That's well, right. well, his satellite phone's not working. It's windy, and he's got it's, clients. Yeah, and it's, it's more important that he on. takes care of his clients than he takes care of us here on the radio show because we know what's going on at Stampede. Alan said something early on when he said, uh, I almost started fishing right there at the launch ramp. You can. Yeah, yeah. damn right you can because you back about 50 feet off that ramp and there's You're, a nice deep hole right yeah, there. They're stacked in there. And you can just go back and forth if the guys launching the boats <laughs> don't get mad at you and you can catch fish all day long. Did you go sure sneak, can. did you go sneak around the island at all too? No, I just stayed from the ramp and went, and went left. Oh, you what's went, the name of that creek? Well, there's several of them down there. But <laughs> no, the lake's so Jay's, low, there's Jay's only one. Co- Jay's only Cove one. is the one immediately to the left, and then the other one is, I think, Sage Creek or something. Sage like, yeah. Well, the water's so low, it just looks like there's only one. Yeah, well, it goes it goes back in there quite a ways when yeah. the water's full, and that point down there, there's a bunch of rocks down there with bubbles coming out of it. There's a spring, and those Mackinac hang out right there, in case you didn't know I, that. Well, the other day we were bringing in, Denise was bringing in about a 14-inch Coke, and a mat came up and grabbed it. Yeah. And I told her, let it run, and it took off, but then there, there was no hook. So when she set the hook, it, it just popped out. You know, the other thing that comes running up and grabs them is big brown trout in that lake, too. Yeah. They've got a, a three, four, five-pounders, nothing in that oh, lake. Really? But, but they got some pigs out there. He's hiding from the wind. Let's let's check in with Mr. Netzel. Let's see. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's hiding he's, from the wind. He's not very good at that. hiding. He's gone. Yeah. He's not very good at hiding. So. No, he's not. We don't. We can't put that out over the air very long and keep the people listening to this radio show. That's no. for sure. Well, folks, if you'd like to get into some great action, Stampede obviously is just wide open city for kokanee salmon. It's. Uh, one of the most prolific fisheries there is. It's where I started my kokanee fishing. And Marilyn said, uh, how are you going to start that interview when you have Ted Samford and Rick Kennedy join you? And I'm going to say, I remember the day I saw my first kokanee come out. I was up to catch trout at Stampede. And I look over, and here's Dan Bacher with the fish sniffer riding with Ted with about an 18- or 19-inch kokanee coming over the side of the boat. And I went... What the hell is that? <laughs> and from that point on, I wanted to kokanee fish. I wanted to figure it out. And we all know what happened after that. One thing kind of leads so to another. that's when your life went to hell. <laughs> yes, it did. You know how to make millions of dollars in this fishing tackle. Yeah, it was. It's, it's how to make a million dollars in that's this fishing right. tackle. It was a start with two. And know when to quit. <laughs> that's the way it's done. Well, folks... Stampede is as good as it gets. Bullard's as good as it gets. New Maloney's is as good as it gets. Barry S. is going to explode one day, and you're going to have some of the best fishing you ever had because the fish are in that lake. We can see them. They just don't want to cooperate right now. But they will. They will have no choice in the matter. 
All right, let's take a quick, no, let's not take a quick break. Let's go to Kent right now to do our wonderful little gun owners of California. We, this is a special we announcement. Don't really have to, we don't really have to do the oh, GOC this, this, this week, do we? This is so huge this week. Uh, the 2022 primary election is this Tuesday, June the 7th. If you need help identifying which candidates for state, Senate, or assembly support your Second Amendment rights, go to the Gun Owners of California website, click on the Resources tab, click on the GOC Campaign Committee logo, and click on GOC Candidate Scorecard, and that will give you an update on all of uh, the folks that are running. So do that at GunOwnerCA.com. Oh, yeah. Winner number twenty twenty. Winner number 23 of the 2022 Gunners California 52 Guns in 52 Weeks Raffle. Let me help you Ticket here. Ticket number 934. Let me help you here. <laughs> Go for it. You buy a lot of tickets. <laughs> you do support this 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 raffle very, very well, and you always do a, buy a lot of tickets. So you are entitled to win a gun once in a while, and you did just that <laughs> this week. Sepp Hendrickson of Vacaville, California. You won a TriStar Upland Hunter over and under shotgun in 20 gauge, and the staff at Gun Owners of California will be sending you out to do all the proper paperwork. Just what I need, another over and under 20 gauge. Well, there you have it. Just it's, it's As far as I'm concerned, that's the finest size gun to carry. Slide that shoot. one over to my side of the safe, safe not James Smith's side. <laughs> because remember, we were there. We we decided on everything. Right, there, I know, your, pretty, right in your driveway. Pretty much taking everything out. Yeah, no, no, no. Smith and I figured we were your only two dependents. Yeah, don't let don't <laughs> let James in your house. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, what are you do with that? Your 47th year fighting for your gun rights. Sep, you do support this program very well. You deserve to win it's a gun. A, it's a wonderful program. Once every two years. Well, I've won my share. There's no question <laughs> about it there. And they they offer some absolutely spectacular guns on there. I have won $1,000 rifles. All kinds of stuff. And so can you guys out there. 52 guns in 52 weeks. They do this every year. You buy a raffle ticket for $50. You got 52 chances throughout the year to win. Yeah, I bet I average one a year. Yeah, about one a year you normally get. And if anybody's been to a CWA dinner or a DU dinner or a Project Kokanee dinner and listened to the crowd going, Maryland won again. Yeah. We know you're actually pretty good in raffles. Maryland's good at raffles. I I just pass on the tickets, Stuart. Yeah, the more tickets you buy, the more you win. You know, it's <laughs> it's out one of the ways that we give back to the industry that has helped us so much over the years that that made us a success. Yeah, and yeah. we feel that it's important to give back. And I hope all of you listeners out there feel that it's important to give back. California Waterfowl Association's got their dinners and every yep. their fundraisers going like mad. Uh, Ducks Unlimited has got them rolling. We just got the Pacific Flyways Decoy Association. Their big fundraising dinner is coming up in July, 16th and 17th, at the Doubletree right here in Sacramento. And so many other organizations, Golden State Salmon Association, had their big fundraising dinner last night. So it's all happening. They all need your help this time of year. Oh, yeah. In the circumstances that we're in post-whatever, COVID and all the other crap that we're dealing with, we all need to, just to get out and have some fun. So I hope all of you will, and I hope you'll contribute to these nonprofit organizations that are out there working on your behalf. Let's take a quick break right now. When we come back, Senior Tuna says we've got lots to talk about right after this. 
One of the top six-pack operators in the Bay Area is Captain Steve Mitchell of Hooked Up Sport Fishing. Captain Steve's 27-foot top gun is a fishing machine loaded with all the amenities for your enjoyment, comfort, and safety. And with over 15 years of experience, Captain Steve is ready when you are. Docked in Berkeley and Martinez Marina seasonally. Hooked Up specializes in sturgeon and ocean salmon fishing. But the top gun also fishes year-round for halibut, stripers, shark, albacore, and rock cod. If it bites, we fish for Fish with the best. Captain Steve Mitchell of Hooked Up Sport Fishing. Call and book your trips at 707-655-6736. Or check the website at hookedupsportfishing.com. Isn't it time you got hooked up? There's a new ghost in town. There's a new ghost in town. Ghost Bait and Tackle at 2550 West El Camino Avenue in Sacramento, owned and operated by Cedric Ghostin. Ghost Bait and Tackle supplies anglers with all the fresh water, warm water, and saltwater tackle and accessories for a great day on the water. Rods, reels, live and frozen baits, swim baits, jigs, line, hooks, lures, spinners, terminal tackle, and a whole lot more. Located between I-5 and I-80 at 2550 West West El Camino Avenue, Ghost B&T opens at 5 a.m. seven days a week with easy on-off freeway access to save your valuable fishing time. Catch the fishing spirit with Ghost Bait and Tackle, 916-692-8520. Heard of Brad's complete line of super baits, cut plugs, and killer fish for salmon, trout, and kokanee? How about Brad's crankbaits for bass or stripers? You're covered with over 100 colors and sizes, running true right out of the box. Bass professionals on tour use Brad's Wigglers when searching for bass on the bike. Find Brad's products including Made in the USA Terminal Tackle at local retailers and check out Brad's Killer Fishing Gear on Facebook or Instagram. Committed to excellence, Brad's Killer Fishing Gear makes products for the avid fisherman and beginner alike and all products are fisherman tested and fish approved. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. It's time for Pure Fishing's Pro Staff Tip of the Week. Brought to you by Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. Manufacturers of the finest in fishing tackle and related products. Turn up the volume and listen close. We're sharing tips, techniques, latest innovations, the newest products, and legendary fish catching tactics from cold water, warm water, and salt water pros. They'll tell you how they did it with a little help from their friends at Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. All you have to do is pay attention and then go fishing. And joining us in the Pure Fishing Pro Staff Tip of the Week is the man himself, the director of Penn Fishing Universities, our own senior tuna, Mr. Steve Carson. Good morning, tuna. Good morning, Seth. It says lots to talk about. Well, I'll give you the short version. Why are you there? Oh, that good. Why are you not on the freeway heading south? Why is everybody sitting at home? Unless they have to work or take care of a sick dog, get to San Diego. Yesterday morning when we came in, uh, it was like the Super Bowl. I did go to the Super Bowl once. It was pretty exciting. I didn't play, but I, I was a spectator. Yeah, I would imagine. And, and first of all, half the people in line waiting to get on the boats are all from Sacramento. Because those are people that like to fish, and they know when when it's good fishing. It's insane. Even Tommy Zizo was there. And he said to say hello. Well, Zizo, the old captain of the Wild Wave, the guy that got me into my first albacores. Exactly. And, it, I, you know, I'm, I'm out of superlatives. I don't even know what to say. 
to say that this is the best fishing in the history of the continental United States, I'm going to accept the Florida Keys and, and, uh, and Hawaii. I'm sure they have things going on. There's never been anything like what's going on right now, Seth. You know, you've got a guy sitting next to me, Mr. Alan Fong, here in the studio right now is uh, vibrating inside hearing all of this. No, how, how you well, doing, well, Alan Fong should Alan Fong should make sure that that all of the the sales staff and all the customers coming in understand the only limiting factor is that people are going out on these boats after these unbelievable fish with inadequate tackle. tackle yeah, there, we have so many fish. customers coming in and saying they you know on a one day, two day, three day trip are just unbelievable. And they're hooked for life. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. take much. It can't. We can't get any big spoons. You know, they were looking for three and four hundred grand spoons, and we can't even get them. Well, yeah, you know that's. You can certainly get bit on live bait. It's a little less glamorous. Um, you know, <laughs> nothing wrong with uh, uh, using what they call a uh, rubber band rig, where you attach the sinker and uh, sinker anything from eight to twelve ounce sinker with a rubber band. So that there's no knot to weaken your line, and um, you literally put a you know a two o or a three o owner mutu hook on your eighty or hundred pound test line, and when the captain says nothing lighter than eighty pound test, hundred is better. He's not kidding, and you have to add in there a uh, a two speed, preferably a Penn International or something like that, and uh, and what they call a rail rod. Uh, and I, I designed the Penn Carnage 3 West Coast Rail Rods just for this fishing. Um, the, the, it's, it, I guess it's a good thing that the limit is only two per person. It would be because, for me. I guarantee you two would be more than enough. Because the, the, the lineups of the fish that are being caught every day for more than the last 10 days in a row have just been, again, you look at the pictures, that, you know, the black and white pictures from the 1800s, it's better. The fish are bigger. There's more of them, and uh, it's just it's just absolutely incredible what's going on down there right now. Steve, is it primarily bluefin, or have you got yellowfin and yellowtail and everything else mixed in with them? Uh, there, it, it's all been bluefin. The rumor is there were a couple of yellowfin caught uh, uh, earlier in the week down in um, in the area near Ensenada. Nobody's really looking for them. Uh, the yellowtail are out there under floating kelp patties. Uh, what 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 happens when the bluefin are only fifty sixty pounds? People have a little bit of energy left, and they might go looking for for yellowtail once the bluefin limit's been reached. These fish cream you; they absolutely cream you. And when you got your limit, you're all done. You're you're down in your bunk taking a nap. Hey, Alan, didn't you say that Oksana just got back from down there, the manager over yeah. at Mantega, and she got there the day before it went thermonuclear? Went yeah. So she didn't have a, a great trip. No, she did, but they caught fish. Yeah, but it so. doesn't sound like it's like this stampede lake fishing that Carson is doing right no. now, where they're jumping. Uh, I heard the boat. It's, it's just crazy right now. Well, tuna, how long is it going to last? Are they just going to keep coming and swimming in circles in front of your harbor? Well, you know, it, it, that that's like predicting the weather. Pretty inexact science to predict how long uh, a, a good bite is going to happen. I can say that there will be probably bluefin in the area, reachable and catchable, some number, some size. We don't really know what that's going to be, possibly all the way through into uh, November. And when those first winter storms show up, maybe the first week of December, that might knock them out. But 
Uh, even that doesn't guarantee it. Usually what happens is the boats fish so long, so hard, they have to go up for maintenance. And so about Christmas time, the boats just simply can't run because they're they're in the yard. But, uh, um, you know, it, there's a lot of different reasons for this. Some we could predict, some we can't. One of which is the international community, uh, interestingly enough, seems to be uh, obeying the quotas for commercial fishing on bluefin tuna, uh, which are you know are pretty restrictive, but it allow it's really allowed um, uh, the number of fish to just expand and the size of the fish to expand, and we're blessed compared to you know a uh, hundred years ago, fifty or even twenty years ago. The tackle is so good, so incredibly good. Um, you know these sophisticated line systems, the super braid line, fluorocarbon leaders, two speed lever drag reels. And yes, there was a little, a little bit of a protocol change a few years ago, where it used to be you're fighting the fish, and if you let your rod rest on the rail, the captain would come up and slap you. <laughs> get your, get your rod off of my rail. And now, as a, basically a concession to the elderly anglers that make up the uh, the majority of the population, you are now allowed to rest the foregrip of the rod on the rail, and modern rail rods are designed with that in mind. So there's lots of extra heavy padding up there in the foregrip. Yeah, it's not a good idea to rest a fiberglass in there. It'll shatter before you know it, folks. Senior Tuna, you've always got the best fishing and the best advice and solid information. We appreciate it very much. Thanks for joining us today, and I know you'll be uh, heading out here soon. When's your trip on the Caldon? Uh, Caldon, uh, it's either the 15th or the 16th, uh, or maybe both. Of August, um, I'm pretty sure there's still still some space available. I believe Julie said there was sp- still space on both spots. Give James a call. Although, you know, I was surprised I didn't see James down there fishing for those bluefin. That's because he's uh, running around up here chasing after halibut right now with boats full of people. I think I think he's probably got some family members he could he could get to be substitute captains. He's coming down here. I can just feel him. I can feel the vibration of him headed south on the freeway too. Well, get ready. You know what? If, you know what'll happen next? He'll be calling you up saying, "What boat can I get on?" Senior Tuna fishes at Watts Bar Lake in Tennessee, cussing because he's not in San Diego <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah, that's easy. Oh, oh, I guarantee you, Ish is just like beside himself. I, you know. He could maybe, if he suddenly comes down with like a, like a leg injury, oh, I hurt my leg. Oh, I can't fish. I got to go home. Um, he could be there. For those of you that don't know who we're talking about when we're saying Major League Fishing Pro Ish Monroe. That's right. Who he, would rather be in the saltwater. He, he only fishes freshwater to make enough money to go saltwater fishing. And that's a fact. You can take that to the bank. Steve, thanks for hooking up with us today. We certainly appreciate it. You have a great one, my friend. Thanks, Seth. Steve Carson, Senior Tuna with the Pure Fishing Team. What a great way to go. You know, I, I, I see these two-speed reels, and every time I see one of them, I think, why didn't I have that when I was with Tommy Zizo chasing albacore? Of course, albacore are only 35, 40 pounds, and they're talking a couple hundred pounds. I say the coconut get to 17 inches. You might need one for them. I think as some of these guys get older, they need to make sure they have oxygen on these boats. You know, I did <laughs> want to point out when he said that the skippers will actually let you put your rod on the deck now because of the older clientele. That's because Frank Lepresti is getting older. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's still stronger than any of us. I was, yeah, no, he'd still put you in a headlock. Oh, no yeah. doubt about that. <laughs> in a moment. All right, let's find out what's going on in this guy's world. Roll that. I like big books and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. And when a girl walks in with an itty-bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung. 
That's right. He's out there chasing butt, too. Captain James Smith does it. Jay Lopes, well, he doesn't do it anymore, but he goes out and catches halibut. Now, good morning, Captain. How about it, Jay? Is he there now? How about now? Oh, I hear you. We good now? We're good now, my friend. We're good, good. So, Jay is, right, Jay, out here. Jay is out halibut fishing in San Francisco Bay this morning. What's your luck looking like this morning? Um, we're just where I'm at. I'm a little different area than where James is at this morning, but we're just kind of waiting for the current to getting these guys on the boat uh, dialed before the the tide gets right. But uh, we have nothing in the box yet. We should have mentioned any names, but uh, we, we've had some action here so far. Uh, we're just, but like we're just waiting on the current to slow down here, and we're going to load them up, and like we have been all week, and uh, we just have freezer bags full of uh, delicious halibut for these people. What time is your peak tide today? Your peak motion? Um, the time today is going to start about a little after eight eight thirty. So basically, the bottom of the outgoing tide started the incoming. The last uh, four days have been really, really good to us. Uh, we're fishing down the South Bay. You got a fish on back there. Wine, turn the handle. We're on the hook. Fish on. It's just All fun. right. It's so funny how it works. Don't fight the fish. Let the fish fight you. Oh, fish on, real. Oh shit. We got two fish on. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Nice catch. <laughs> so we're. Uh, oh, we lost one, and we got another one. Jerry's got one. Oh, yeah. We got stuff happening here. Hey, ma'am, slow down a little bit, okay? We don't want to fight the fish too hard. Just keep reeling. You see Sorry, what's going up. on, folks? Yeah. I understand 100%, Captain. Don't even worry about it. You take care of your clients more than yeah, anything, and we're so. just here for the ride with you. Yeah. So, no, fishing's been spectacular this week. Um, we've had actually larger tides, and they bit throughout the whole uh, the whole tide set. And this coming week, the tides get better, and I'm pretty sure that we're going to have some of the best fish we've Jay, you're starting to see a mix of larger fish, too? Uh, it depends. So uh, last week we were fishing a lot of the Central Bay deep water spots, Alcatraz, Angel Island. We did see an excellent quality of fish. Um, and there was actually a group of fish in the South Bay that were a lot of that 10 to 15-pound class. But the last few days, I mean, we got a couple 12, 15-pounders, but we're getting some of that 6 to 10-pound fish. But here in a couple of days, we are going to be fishing that uh, deeper water and uh, fishing for the larger fish. And it's June. This is when we start to see all these bigger fish moving into the bay. Are you starting to see stripers moving in and yeah, pecking at your baits? What was that set? Are you starting to catch bite? any stripers out there? Are they coming up and pecking on any of the baits? Yeah, we are seeing some bass. We're seeing more bass, actually, than we have been uh, all season the last uh, couple weeks. There are some schools down here in the South Bay. Uh, we had four or five a couple days ago down here. I do know some guys in the North Bay had good uh, bass fishing around Red Rock um, in that area. So the, the stripers are making their annual migration down from the Delta, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's already some on the rock piles. And uh, if someone's got the cojones, uh, they would go check that out, and they'll probably catch a couple. I think James is All probably right, waiting go. for you to do that. <laughs> yeah. Captain's well, rod. We got a fish on. What's up? Look at this, folks. How many hookups has he had since we've been on here talking to him for three minutes and 12 seconds? We've had a lot. Yeah, that's the kind of Rob action. Right. Don't yeah. pull against the fish pulling. There you go. So when you guys are fighting these halibut, we're using really small hooks for big fish. And halibut got a real hard mouth. And so you barely hook them a lot of times. So the best time when you're reeling up your halibut is just to ease them up. Try not to 
throw them up too fast and kind of surprise them when they come up and uh, they'll come right to the surface a lot of times. Yeah, and don't lift them out of the water for God's sakes because they have no, a tendency yep. to go right back where they came from. Oh, we got our first keeper here. Lift it up. Lisa's got her first fish of the day. There you have it. Nice one. Well, Captain J. Lopes, give them all the hookup information they need so you can take care of your customers. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, give us a call. Area code 916-417-5670. And on the web at righthooksportfishing.com. Check out the Facebook page. Give us a call. We'd love to get you out. And uh, we're going to be starting our salmon trips here in a, on the next opener here. So we have openings for that also. You're going to be going back and forth on halibut salmon? No. No. When we switch gears, Seb, how we like to do our, our business here, we like to focus on one thing, make sure we're dialed on that for our customers. And then when we switch gears, we want to stay focused on that. That way we just stay dialed. And that's how we like to work it. Well, folks, if you want to get on board with Captain Jay Lopes and Right Hook Sport Fishing, either for halibut or into the great king salmon action that reopens June 23rd, give him a shout. Jay, give him the hookup. Yep, 916-417-5670. All right, partner, take care of those clients, and thanks for hooking up with us today. All right, thanks. Thank you, guys. Bye. Wine spot. Captain Jay Lopes with Right (laughs) Hook Sport Fishing. That's like a juggling act with six balls in the air all at once. Hey, it's about time for Get a Clue, isn't it? Get a Clue. Get a Clue is brought to you by Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville, your one-stop destination for everything for the great outdoors. The next time you're heading along the Highway 80 corridor, either west to the bay for stripers, sturgeon, or halibut, or east to your favorite lake or place to hunt, stop by the number one fishing and hunting destination just off the freeway, Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville. Whether you're looking for firearms, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, or the latest rods and reels from the top manufacturers, Tackle, fishing gear, or bait. You can be sure that guns, fishing, and other stuff will have it in stock. And now, here's today's Get a Clue. Hi, this is Marilyn. All indicators point that summer has arrived. Folks are hitting the roads despite rising gas costs. Campgrounds with facilities for trailers, RVs, and tents get really crowded, and it's hard to get accommodations sometimes. So, more and more people look to back roads and off-the-beaten-track trails to get away from it all. When you arrive at your selected spot, is it ready for you to relax and enjoy? Or are you having to clean up cans, bottles, styrofoam, and trash? What would possess anyone to leave debris behind? Some folks just have no respect for others. Don't let that be you. Don't be a littering slob. When you leave, there should be no sign you've been there. Remember... Pick it up and pack it home. Get a clue. Take care of yourself. Stay safe and well. Till next week. You've driven past it for the last time. Now discover California's sportsman store that has it all at the right price. Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville. The first floor is dedicated to fishing and hunting gear, attire, and ammunition. But upstairs, it's a shooter's dream come true. With all the top shotguns, rifles, pistols, gear, and accessories you'll ever need, including an indoor shooting range to hone your skills. Make guns, fishing, and other stuff your outdoors destination of choice. Just off Highway 80 at the Alamo exit in Vacaville. Stop by soon or check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. Get 
Get a clue. When you're looking for the latest in fishing gear, accessories, and live bait, Elkhorn Bait and Tackle is where you'll find everything you need for fishing fun. From trout to bass, sturgeon to stripers, and salmon to shad, there's a licensed and bonded guide behind the counter, and he freely shares tips, tricks, and top locations for action. Learn about curing row from the pros and how to properly rig for success. And more important, Elkhorn Bait always has the best and largest selection of fresh baits like crawdads, minnows, pile worms, blood worms, night crawlers, and more, including frozen tray baits. Elkhorn Bait and Tackle, 20th Street and Elkhorn Boulevard west of Watt. 916-991-5298. Hey, they're also your local U-Haul dealer. No one makes a more reliable, powerful, and efficient lineup of outboard motors than Mercury Marine. Backed by decades of innovation and leadership, Mercury outboards from 2.5 to 400 horsepower are built to go the distance. Mercury outboards are the ultimate combination of smooth and quiet operation, refined power, and effortless control. Check out the full line at Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon. Their trained cell staff will help you select the right boat and the right Mercury outboard for power. It all adds up to the most popular engines on the market today. Mercury Marine and Gone Fish and Marine. For boaters who settle for nothing but the best, go boldly with Mercury. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Don't miss a single show. California Sportsman with Sepp Hendrickson is now broadcasting live streaming audio at seps.com and ultimatebassradio.com. And all shows are archived there, too. So now you can listen to live or archived shows on the Internet or download them to your iPod or MP3 player for listening whenever and wherever you want. Listen to us live on the Internet anywhere in the world with our new high-definition digital sound. California Sportsman, Saturday mornings from 6 to 8. Now there's no reason to miss a single show. Ready to shop at a well-stocked hunting, fishing, and outdoor store? Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacville has everything you need for the great outdoors. Hunting and fishing gear, guns and ammo, and plenty of camo for you hunters. They're loaded with fishing gear and all the accessories and outdoor apparel for the entire family. And now, here's the guy that hears it all over the counter with General Manager Travis Morgan. And if I push the right button, Travis would have been there three seconds earlier. Good morning, Travis. Good morning, gentlemen. And I use that term lightly. Yes, I'm sure you do. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? We are doing spectacular. Travis, there's a lot of stuff getting ready to happen around here. One of the things I always know when it gets hot and dry, deer season can't be far around the corner. That's right. August is opening the deer season. The deadline for the tag draw for all those you were got in it. With June 2nd, all those that going, oh, dang, I forgot. Guess what? You get leftover tags. Yeah, and the ones on the 2nd will find out if they get them or not. They'll be notified here shortly, I would imagine. No, no, deadline was the 2nd. The drawing ain't till next week. Oh, perfect. Well, yeah. sorry uh, you missed we'll it, We'll find folks. out then, but it's already coming in. A lot of the out-of-state tags are being notified if they draw. And that, the old man got notified. He drew four-season elk in Colorado and... Didn't draw in New Mexico, <laughs> but all the tags are coming up, and they're letting people know if you drew or not. Now, that's great news. Uh, the best part, or maybe the most questionable part, is there ammo available, especially for California shooters with a non-lead? How about I have some. I've got a few calibers of uh, non-lead ammo. I've got some odd six, some three hundred eight, two seventy, and I think six five. I am expecting a bunch in here within the next week or two. 
I've been contacted by Winchester. They said they're, going, they're actually going to ship to California dealers first this year. So we should get it here shortly. Well, hopefully it'll get here on time. That's the main game right now. Is uh, I know things are loosening up and ammo is starting to get out to everybody. But uh, we'll see if it continues as things keep yeah. As things keep changing. Now, how about scopes and rifles and stuff? Any problem with shortages on that end? Uh, they're just a little tough. It depends on where they're coming from. Uh, but we can get most of the scopes and stuff, and we got a good selection in. We just got a bunch of Leopolds come in, and I just placed another order for Vortex scopes. I should see them in about a week. Rifles are coming in from Browning and Winchester, and then we get a few of the Rugers in every now and then, and a couple Marlins have showed up. Well, not Marlins, Mossbergs. Hey, Travis, I got a guy sitting next to me that is big into uh, the air guns. Do you have any of those with the, uh, and we're not talking just a pellet gun, we're talking a real air gun. The three fifty sevens. That kind of stuff, yeah. Yes, I do in Dublin. What, what kind of, I know that these are extremely accurate, extremely effective pellet guns. What kind of velocity have they got coming out? Do you know? Oh, they're up to 2,000 feet, up anywhere between 1,500 to 2,000, some of them down to nine, but they will put a hole in anything you put it at, up to about 100 yards. Yeah, these um, new PCPs, 30, 35 caliber, you know, they're take down deer, but in California, you can't shoot any big game yet. You know, yeah. you could, um, turkey hunting and pigs, I think you could shoot in. I shoot a lot of coyotes with them, thirty caliber, and I could kill them up to 150. Yep. It, it, uh, I've never shot one, but I've heard they're very accurate. Well, yeah, I have yeah. shot them. I shot them at SHOT Show, but that's it, and they're very accurate guns. Yeah. I know, well, Jim Shockey, one, has taken one to Africa and shot yeah. animals in Africa with it. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it's it's not like a regular pellet gun, folks. These will definitely put a hole in it, a lot of pressure sending that round down. Yeah, they tell you, you know, especially like if you shoot them around houses and stuff, make sure you know what's behind your target because these PCP that are shooting slugs at about 950, they're yep. very damaging. They could kill, Go right through kill a person walls. with it. Go right through a wall and kill somebody inside oh, yeah. the house. Yeah. No oh, person. yeah, very easily. This isn't for target practice in your backyard at a cardboard box with a target <laughs> no. taped on it. No. <laughs> No, but, this is for target practice uh, 100 yards at a regular range. And yes. they and they aren't real quiet either. They aren't little. Whew. No, they, they're quiet. Yeah, not that quiet. <laughs> well, technically with air, you could run a silencer. So now they're making these silencers that are about 12 inches. My gun goes. Poof. Really? Yeah. Go. Mm. Very quiet. Hey, Travis, we might have to talk about one of those units from the uh, store, yeah. store down there. <laughs> I want to find out more about it. Well, yeah, I want to find out more about the silencers. Seb's got a 20-gauge over and under he can trade in this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just want well, to you not, need a little more money than that. I just, yeah, they, they can be two, three, oh, yeah, four thousand $4,000. Yeah, it's just like buying a regular gun, rifle. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and that. But, yeah, and also, you know, fishing's still going hot. We're still loaded with all the fishing gear down there. And what else we got? Oh, Father's Day's coming up. Yeah, so we're going to be running a big Father's Day ad, and we'll talk a little bit more about that next week. You got it. Travis Morgan live from, well, he's not live. He's probably sitting at home on the couch right now, but he's probably thinking about going into the office today. Travis. Yeah, I'm sitting in front of the computer answering emails. There you go. That's what you do when you're the regional manager for it. Travis Morgan, folks, make sure you stop by Guns Fishing and other stuff, both in Dublin and right there in Vacaville. To get to both of them, all you do is get off the freeway, turn right, turn right, turn right. Just make sure you take the right exit off the freeway. That's right. Yeah. All right, guys, 
I'll talk to you later. You have a great weekend. I'll see you at the store. You got no choice in the matter. Take care, my friend. Guns, fishing, and other stuff. You'll find everything you need and more on the shelves of their two big stores in Vacaville at 197 Butcher Road and in Dublin at 6705 Amador Plaza. Don't miss the deals at Guns, fishing, and other stuff, and be sure to check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. With Seth Hendrickson. Hey, we're back, and I told you earlier a couple of things I want to remind you of. In the next couple of weeks, I haven't selected the date yet, but we're going to have a couple of guests call in. Names that you may have been familiar with, maybe you weren't even born when they were uh, fishermen, but uh, Ted Sanford of Fishing Not Wishing Guide Service, Fish Stampede for Kokanee long before most people did. And Rick Kennedy with Tight Lines Guide Service is going to be special guests here in the next couple of weeks. I'll get the date set up, and we'll let you guys know. You can send in some questions or comments for them, too. But it'll probably be the end of this month or early in July that we do it, but I'll let you know plenty in advance. And, you know, last week we talked a little bit about uh, the water issues, and we didn't have enough time to really get into it. And Water is an important factor when it comes to fisheries, obviously, but it's also very important when it comes to food and feeding Americans and feeding people in other countries and raising the agricultural crops that we need, and it's a careful balance. But I think our careful balance has got way out of hand when we start meeting about water that's only on paper and not sitting in a lake and decisions that are being made that will impact millions of dollars in business. And I don't profess to know everything on this. Jay, will you bring up both these guys for me right now, please? Our first guest that's going to be joining us is uh, the editor of Western Outdoor News in Northern California, Mr. Dave Hurley, is going to join us. He's calling right back in right now. And the next guest would be Mike Ogney with USAFishing.com and the Golden State Salmon Association, both joining us live on air right now. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, good morning. morning it's nice to have you both joining us right now. Uh, Dave Matter of fact, let's start with Mike. Mike, why don't you give them an idea of what we're talking about, short and sweet, and then we'll get into a discussion. And I've asked Kent Brown and Alan Fong in the studio to chime in also on these issues if they have something they'd like to input. But, Mike, kind of set it up real quick. What it is, Seth, is they, they've been, we've been in this regulatory process to set minimum flows through the Delta to protect the environment. Now, we have – a federal standard that it was established back in 20, I believe it was 2010. And in 2019, the Trump administration came in and uh, just threw those biological opinions out and put their own opinions and greatly curtailing um, the amount of water left in the Delta for fisheries and the environment and greatly increasing pumping south of the, of the uh, Delta. And these new voluntary agreements, as they're called, it sounds it sounds really neat because all these are voluntary, and all these people volunteer for this. All they do, really, Sep, is they reset the federal biological opinion from 2010. There's no new water created from this. There's no new true baseline. And the other thing I really don't like about these voluntary agreements is that it's is in there where to get water for the environment. Okay, now water is a public trust in California. It belongs to all of us. 
but we would have to buy it from these water districts to leave it in in there. It's just it's just the most asinine, frustrating process, and it's being controlled very high up through the Newsom administration, the very top ranks of fish and wildlife with with, with Chuck Bonham, and it just it just you know I've been listening and, and learning and attending these meetings since 2018, and it's just frustrating when you hear these agency heads basically lying through their teeth. All right, let's check in with Mr. Hurley. Dave, uh, what do you have to add to what's going on? Well, I, I, you know, when you have people like Dick Poole and Mike Conroy stepping away from the table because they can't trust the process, that says everything right there. Now, those of you that don't know Dick Poole, Dick Poole has been the Western Regional Representative for the uh, Marine Fisheries for um, American society. I mean, everything having okay. to do with the outdoors. He is your advocate in Northern California, all over California and the West for fisheries and maintaining the fisheries and has fought for them his entire life. Yeah, I've always said if you're on the side with Dick Poole, then you're on the right side. There's no question about it. But what they're, uh, you know, really what it boils down to is how we make these decisions for water. And I don't think the public really realizes where most of our water is going. You know, we're trading a lot of our water in the form of almonds and rice overseas for profits for a very few people that are in this country. There's a lot of things we could do to to rectify the situation. But at the meantime, when this is happening, people are making billions of dollars. Salmon are barely hanging on. And if it wasn't for the Golden State Salmon Association, there would be no season in the ocean. There's no question about it. The, The flows are insufficient to support a spawn. And if we don't truck those fish, it's not happening. So I think the the general public needs to understand that we are, as a public resource, dedicating it to something that is making lots of money for a very select group of people. And it doesn't trickle down to all of us, that's for sure. Well, this has been an issue for decades, Um, whether it's in the Delta, whether it's in our rivers, or whether it's in the lakes and the water that they let out of the lakes. There are always people that stand up and say, you can't do that. Bobby Barrick, a prime example out in the Delta, bass fishing. Bobby did it for so many years, Seppi gave up. Yeah. And moved to Texas. He was just like, you know what? I fought the fight for so long. And, and my biggest complaint, and, and, and Bobby and I stood on the Capitol steps many times together, uh, there were very, very few anglers that got involved or did anything. Well, Dave and Mike, this is one of the things that I'm very concerned about is all of us that we're talking here, including Alan, have all been actively involved in supporting organizations and and trying to do the right thing every time without creating too much fuss and to raise hell about the water issues. But we don't see the next generation coming up. No. I don't see somebody that felt the way I do or felt the way Bobby did or felt the way Kent does or Dave Hurley or Mike Ogney or Alan. Right. It's, I think they're just going to roll right over us if they keep this attitude up. They're rolling over us now. It's going to be like a steamroller. Well, they've done, a, they've done a great job of, of uh, misrepresenting what is really going on. And they've done a great job of perception. And, you know, and, well, these poor farmers are trying to feed people and yada, yada, yada. And, I mean, they, you know, they've done a great job throwing that out. Seth, but, unfortunately, I told you I drove to San Diego two weeks ago, and the number of new um, trees that are planted just 
within eyesight of I-5 is ridiculous. Between my house and West Sacramento, there's tons of new orchards Absolutely. just popping up everywhere. Huge is there demand, any regulation Huge on demands on the water out there. The past three years, guys, the past three years in California, they have added, during this drought, mind you, they have added 344,000 acres of almonds. Yeah, I mean, and they take about a gallon per almond or something like that, I hear. It's just a ridiculous amount of water. Like That's like wanting to have another kid in the pantry is bare. Well, what I don't understand, if it's, if it's our water, why do we have to be restrictive? Why can't the places they sell it be more restrictive? Why in the world would they worry about groundwater supplies and telling people pumping from a well? I know you can pump your wells dry, but... It just seems to me that they're telling us that you're not going to have enough electricity. You might not have enough water. You're in the biggest, most successful state in the union, and we don't have enough water or electricity. Come on, Newsom, what are you doing? Well, it's all allocation of resources. It's how we, how we are able to how, how the water is being used. You know, and the, the gross domestic product is limited for those. Kern County uh, compared to the amount of water that they receive. I heard something that 40% of the water of the state goes down to Kern and Kings counties for agriculture, where it's only about 4% of the state's uh, gross domestic product. So it all boils down to allocation and how it's used. There has to be a way of setting it up using real numbers and taking care of, to a certain extent, everybody. There has to be a balance. Unfortunately, in California, apparently, we've oversold water for years. Well, Sip, and we focus, because where we live, we focus on Folsom and Oroville and Shasta and these lakes that feed the California Delta system. Yeah, that races it straight to Southern California. But look what's going on at Lake Mead right now. Look what's going on at Lake Powell. sacrificing Lake Mead to save Lake Powell right Right. now. There's a reason they're discovering bodies in a barrel at Lake Mead, because the water's never been that low. Alan, you had a comment? They're actually... They're talking about me shutting it down. I yeah. mean, it's just going to dry up. And you know what really gets me is that they don't look at the fisheries, what it's doing, um, the water taken from our dell. They put the dam up so they could keep that water to sell more, to get it out of here, and, and it's making our delta system backish. You know, and this is destroying everything. What are we doing to save more water, to hold more water? I remember the Auburn Dam 40, 50 years ago, whatever it was. They got bailed out of that one. Diamond Valley Reservoir, they built down south, filled it up with water from Oroville. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, what, else, what else are they doing? Water, but there's not more water falling from, from the uh, skies. Exactly. A lot of people want to, a lot of people want to point to, uh, to sites, which is, you know, it's going to be a series of six, eight different dams up above um, – um, Williams, nice. and Minoga, all he's going to do, yeah. do is is take water out of the sack that isn't there. It's going to warm it up, and they're not going to release it till summertime, just as the fall runs coming back up the uh, the uh, river. It's called thermal pollution, and it doesn't work. And they people think that we can fill these reservoirs up in a really wet year, and maybe in a once every ten or twenty year storm, but. There's a reason all of our reservoirs are dropping down to nothing. Times are changing. Well, they they certainly are, and it also seems like we're, there's not paying as much attention. It's like they don't care about the outdoors. They don't care about the fisheries. They don't care about our opinion as to stuff. 
And that's kind of surprising to me because I remember 10, 20, 50, 30 years ago, everybody was, oh, God, no, we got to save the carp, man. That there Two of those carp were in that lake drying up. And we need to rescue those carp. Now it's like, yeah, well, the whole lake's going to go down the drain. Right. And I maybe it's just something they can't control. Maybe there's nothing they can do about it. They aren't even doing rescue programs anymore. Well, they haven't stopped building houses either. No, there's a lot of new ones near my home, too. Absolutely. Dave? You, had- you brought up a good point, Seth. I mean, uh, uh, the younger anglers, the, young, the people that are getting into the sport have to pick up. You know, you think about the giants like uh, Jay Sorensen, and you think about Zeke Grader and some of these gen- and Roger Thomas, some of these gentlemen that were Dick really led us. Yeah, Dick Poole, they've led us into this, and now it's time. Anglers have to care. I mean, that really what it boils down to. Be educated, care, understand things, become involved, become advocates, because if, if not, it will just get run over the top, which is happening right now. So that's what concerns me as we move towards the future, because Mike is right. Things are changing. There is not enough water. Um, there is enough water if we allocated it correctly, Yes. if we cleaned up some leaks, if we conserved, if we didn't plant on impaired ground. You know, there's a lot of things that can be done. We just have to have the will to do it. Yeah, it's hard to make a garden out of a desert. And you know, and, and look at look at the amount that we're exporting. I, I believe is where a lot of this balance comes back in. We're exporting seventy percent of our of our almonds. We're essentially exporting our water out of the country. And why are we doing that with a public trust resource that's only making a, a handful of people rich? That that's that's water that could be staying in California and going to people and the environment and not just not not a package of, of almonds headed over to a China. Well, folks, I hope you see how frustrating this can be to some. Those of us in the fishing industry and the outdoors industry want to certainly share in the future all the wonderful things that we've been able to play with and enjoy as a result of water, and I hope they will into the future. And I hope more so that our government and our governor will listen more to the sportsmen and take some impact from the fisheries. Because when you have gentlemen like Dick Poole and many others that are saying, screw it, I can't work with these people anymore, I won't work with them because they're not honest, something's dreadfully wrong. Guys, I want to thank you for sharing with us today. We will keep covering this subject matter, and we will uh, be relentless on it. And we'll be polite and professional about it, too. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it, guys. Take care. Thank you, Seth. All right. Take care, gentlemen. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Well, it's uh, kind of a downer here right now, but uh, I want to talk something positive. we got two minutes. Something I'm going positive. up and fishing with Netzel. I'm going to get him a new telephone. That's for starters. <laughs> You're going to Stampede. I'm going to Clear Lake I, next week. I got my brother-in-law coming down from Canada for uh, about a week, and we're going to entertain him around here with 108-degree temperatures, watching his butt fry. Yeah. And then uh, after that, Netzel's invited me up for a day or so. I'm going to take the uh, motor home and park Marilyn and the dog in it, and James can go out and fish all morning with his clients. <laughs> then about noon when he comes in, he can take me out for an hour, and I'll catch 10 or 20. Well, that's all you really need, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, all. You'll get out of the heat if you go up there. That's the yeah, game. It won't, that's it won't the be, game. It won't be so bad. I'm headed to Clear Lake next week, so that'll be fun. We'll uh, we'll post some photos, I'm sure. Absolutely. Alan, where are you going to be, be going? I'll be going down the Delta. I'm going to do a chatterbait for stripers. Oh, nothing but chatterbaits? Nope. How heavy? Chatterbait. How heavy is chatterbait? Three-eighths, because I'm only in one to two feet of water. How big a trailer? I put a Zocco on it. A Zocco? Okay, yeah. from Yamamoto Bait Company. Yeah. How long is it? Oh, uh, it's uh, five, five inches. Inch. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's just a little teaser back. <laughs> quite. You'll see. 
Why do black? <laughs> red. Oh. <laughs> a lot of flame red. Yeah, those stripers are in there feeding on crawdads. On crawdads, yeah. yeah that's, all, that's their main diet over there. I remember when uh, flame red rapalas seemed to be, the, or rebels, yeah. seemed to be the trick back then. A lot of, lot of fish caught on Yeah, there. no, yeah. absolutely. Well, they're telling me we only got 30 seconds left. I'm telling you, if I was you, I'd be heading up to Eagle Lake right now. There's so many great places to be stream fishing. I wouldn't mind just being in a campground next to a stream, sitting there ignoring the world as it goes by. Hey, let's do a courtesy to our friends that go to Bodega Bay every weekend to go fishing. Next weekend, Sep, NASCAR weekend, Sonoma Raceway. Might oh, want to avoid that. You might want to avoid traffic in that area <laughs> yeah, completely. I got caught in it once. I want to thank everybody for being with us, especially those of you at home that put up with this nonsense. I want to thank Marilyn J in the control room and Mr. Brown, of course. And our good friend, Alan Fong, sharing the first Saturday of every month live in the studio with us. Till next week, this is Sep. Tight lines, everybody. We'd like to know what you'd like to hear on California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass. For more information on fishing and hunting, guided trips, and more, visit us on the Internet at seps.com. California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass, productions of Seps Outdoors Incorporated, leading the way in outdoor entertainment. Join us next week from 5 to 8 a.m. for another Seps Saturday Morning Outdoors. HTK AM and HD1 Sacramento. KYMX HD2 Sacramento. From the power business technology to Shiba Studios. We are Sports 1140. Outing these voluntary agreements.